welcome to the season three premiere of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. What's up, guys? Sorry about the extended wait. We were off doing other things. I had a lot going on, too. Not to brag. But uh, we're going to do things a little differently for you guys. So we're going to start off this year with a special subject. And we're calling it this new series Shelved. And it's just Disney, uh, things that Disney never built. So uh, with nothing more to say, I guess, here we go. So the Disney decade was a period that was best known for the rapid expansion and almost complete overhaul of the Walt Disney World uh, Resort area into the literal world world that we recognize it as today. I know I was just there, but uh, one thing one thing that de uh, Disney decade though was also really well known for is uh, its announcements that would never come to fruition. Now, while so, uh, while Disney was busy revamping, improving, and expanding the Walt Disney World. Uh, area, Eisner began looking out to new areas to expand the Disney Parks brand. Some would be realized and be built, like Euro Disneyland, which is now Disneyland Paris, or Tokyo Disneyland, but then a lot of them wouldn't. And upsettingly, a lot of them were parks that would be built here. Like, there's always been, uh, you always get mentioned certain things, like you get the failed Disney Quest project, the indoor theme park in New Orleans, the Westcott. But one of them that we're going to talk about tonight is Disney's America, a theme park that Disney was planning to build that was based on uh, the American experience and the American history as a theme park. So the park was officially announced November 11th, 1993, and it would be built not too far from the uh, country's capital, Washington, D.C. Uh, it was originally planned to be built on 3,000 acres of land near Haymark, Virginia, five miles from the Manassas National Battlefield Park. Now, though Eisner originally got support uh, from the outgoing governor, Douglas Wilder, and the incoming governor, George Allen, as well as the Virginia Commission on Population Growth and Development, the locals, the locals and historians super opposed the theme park. And Hunter's gonna get into what exactly was gonna be in this theme park. Alright, so the original version of the park consisted of nine different themed lands themed at different times in American history. The, the following were Crossroads USA, which was around 1800 to 1850. It was a Civil War area village that would have served as the hub of Disney's America. Guests would enter under an 1840s train trestle, which would have featured antique steam trains circling the park. The other land was Native America. 1600 through 1810, a recreation of a Native American village that would have reflected the tribes that were known for the part of the country. Guests would have also enjoyed an interactive experiences, exhibits, arts and crafts, as well as the Whitewater River Raft Ride that would have traveled throughout the area based on the Lewis and Clark expedition. President Square, set between 1750 and 1800, was a celebration of the birth of democracy and those who fought to preserve it. The Hall of Presidents from Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom would have been replicated in this section of Disney, Disney's America. A Civil War Fort, 1850 through 1870. A Civil War Fort that would have plunged guests into a more turbulent time of American history, with the adjacent replica battlefield where the Civil War reenactments would have been staged, and an adjacent man-made Freedom Bay where water <coughs> battles between the Monitor and Merrimack would have staged a thrilling nighttime spectacular. Enterprise, which was set between 1870 and 1930, 
was a mock factory town. It would have highlighted American ingenuity where guests would have ridden a major attraction called Industrial Revolution, traveling on a roller coaster type ride through the 19th century landscape with heavy industry and blast furnaces. On, the, on either side the, of the ride, it would have been exhibits of technology that defined America's industry and development that would have defined future in the industries. Uh, we the People, set between 1870 and 1930, was a replica of the Ellis Island building which acted as a gateway to America for many immigrants in the 19th and early 20th centuries. Music, restaurants, and a live show would be here. Family Farm, set between 1930 and 1945, a recreation of authentic farm where guests would have had the opportunity to see different types of industries related to food production in addition to hands-on experience. State Farm, 1930 to 1945, would, would have been a 1930s themed area with a live show about baseball and Coney Island themed rides, including a 60-foot Ferris wheel and a wooden roller coaster. And finally, Victory Field, which would have been set between 1930 and 1945. Guess would have experienced what, uh, what American soldiers faced in the defense of freedom during World Wars. It would have been themed to resemble an airfield with a series of hangars containing attractions based on American military might using vital reality technology. <clears throat> the air would also serve as an exhibit to airplanes from different periods, as well as for major flying expeditions. Uh, concepts for what would have been the world's first dueling inverted roller coasters, which would have been named Dogfighter, were drawn up, but they were ultimately abandoned due to the, to the projected cost of the attraction. The ride would have had guests flying through the air in German and American biplane-themed trains, and would have featured several near misses. Both tracks would have featured inversions. The American track featured a Cobra roll, a vertical loop, a zero-g loop, and two corkscrews, while the German track featured the same elements with an extra corkscrew leading into a final brake run. At one point, the uh, German train would have come close to hitting both the floor and walls of a trench and a tank as it looped over a tank that had crashed into the trench. Now, some of these concepts were slightly rethemed, becoming part of Disney's California Adventure Park, including the beautiful Valley Farm, uh, which was obviously the family farm, Grizzly River Run that was adapted from the Lewis and Clark Expedition Raft Ride, and California Screaming, which was the State Farm's roller coaster ride, as well as the Condor Flats uh, whole themed area, which was based off of Victory Fields. So, like, one thing I, I find really interesting, though, is, like, when you hear all of this, um, it, it goes back to that whole, like, Disney concept that nothing ever truly dies. Like, uh, one thing George um, expressed, like, uh, off you know, Mike, was that uh, a lot of these things like sound like things that are there. Like you, you've got a lot of like frontier land, and um, I know like with the Native American village, like anyone that knows like Disneyland history knows that that was like a thing that they had. So it's like a lot of these are like re recreations of what they had already. Like um, I, like just <laughs> in, in like the research, because uh, just to give a shout out, Hunter is the one that did <laughs> all the research, but like. A thing is, is like with the Enterprise stuff, like you listen to that and it sounds like you you could already know, like even though it's not said in there, like that's somewhere where they would have put like um, the Carousel of Progress because that's right. very obviously exactly what that sounds like. Especially it starts out 1870 and ends in 1930. It's like that sounds pretty much like paralleling exactly what uh, the Carousel of Progress is. But that that's the thing is like what I love is that they were going to take all of the American aspects of Disney parks and just make it its own theme park by itself. Mm -hmm. and, but, uh, you know, one thing... Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, like, when, uh, you know, Hunter was talking about this, like, to me, like, it sounds like a cool idea. Like, I could picture, it, like, all these histories, like, because I think it would be pretty cool. 
but you know at the same time like what we have like the civil war and stuff like that it'll look bad on us like yeah. even though like the people like coming from different <coughs> countries like I don't think they want to see that they just want to enjoy it instead of like the history you know what I mean but I think that would be cool like the 30s like looks and like like all the history like right. for us like for the USA like that would be cool but people like outside the country like I don't think they want to see that you know I, I totally agree it's kind of like um, a great example of that is uh, of course the American Adventure at Epcot because the American Adventure very obviously makes no referencing to anything that's considered like not cool like they they reference you know the Civil War and stuff like that but they don't reference like the slavery uh, when they get to World War II, they don't mention at all about uh, the Japanese. Of course, the J uh, Japan Pavilion is right next to it, so that's famously why. But like, you, uh, I don't think uh, I want to say they don't even actually explicitly mention Nazis at all. I don't think they even mention that they're fighting Germans. Like, it, it, it's a whole thing where like they like to ride the line. But that was the thing is like what I what I found endearing about this. Of course, we kind of shortened it for the purpose of a podcast, but. Like, in the actual research of it, um, Michael Eisner was very big on being, um, because that was the thing, is that he didn't want this to be so much a theme park as he wanted it to be, like, almost like a, a theme park version of a museum. And that's the thing, is he wanted you to understand the things that were bad in history. But that's where, like, you get the whole thing of the opposition from people, because they felt like it was... Uh, grandizing, uh, it was like uh, making it grandiose or whatever, making it seem like it was like cool or whatever, but it's like that's not what was going on. They just wanted to give you a real imp interpretation of things where it's like, yeah, slavery was a real thing that happened that unfortunately we, we had a big part huge part of and we had a war about, but you know, the thing is, is the point afterwards, of course, like pretty obviously, they also don't go into civil rights because that would have been a huge thing in itself but um that that's the thing too is like if you really look at the timelines too um even though it goes up to 1930 it's very big on the civil war era and it's because um like i said originally it's it was going to be built um five miles from the manassas national battlefield park and that was like a famous site of a battle in the civil war so he wanted it to feature the Civil War heavily, but like I said before, that's where the opposition comes up, is because of the Civil War, because, you know, you have to understand, this is the early 90s, this is when we're still, like, trying to cover up the bad things, like, right. people really did not want to talk about what was bad, they just wanted to be, you know, openly American and happy about it. Yeah, like, one thing, too, like, I would like to change, like, if, like, it'll be history, like, but like the only thing like for example like Epcot you know that uh, the ride where basically going back you, you're like going back in time like to like uh, what is that the yeah Spaceship Earth Spaceship Earth yeah exactly like that's pretty cool because you see all that stuff like if they would do that for like the 1800s like the tools they use and stuff like that then like going up like how cars were invented. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah that'd be, that'd be really you know, cool I think that would be cool and then like even like rides back then like they should do something like that but like like for all the history stuff like it won't make sense because like it'll yeah. give people from like different countries like what? chances one thing i felt like um and i didn't put it in here but like one thing i i found very interesting was like because of course this is also a time that we're not really pushing very hard on like recycling and all that but uh just like disney world there was a huge thing that um i think it's like uh 
fourth of the land or something like that uh, was just going to be left alone. And that was because Eisner was really big on, oh, you know, the uh, environmental part of it. It's like, oh, we're going to do all this on here, but we're also going to leave a lot of the land, you know, just naturally how it is. Um, now, because uh, I'm about to get into the opposition, one thing that I'm going to start with that I read a lot about is, uh, so the biggest thing is that just like any Disney park, this, uh, well, Disney Magic Kingdom style park, this park was going to have a train going around the whole property. And that's where Crossroads USA was. That's the hub of it. Now, Crossroads USA is based in 1800 to 1850. Now, one of the biggest things that people pointed out in the opposition is that if you're riding a train in this time period, they were saying, um, and, and that's like one thing that comes up in the research, is they were calling the train a slave train because that's what it would have been. Uh, so that's the thing is like already you're getting into a spot where it's like, ooh, like, uh, and, and that's the thing is I feel like ultimately they had a great idea. They just went about it the wrong way where it looked wrong. Right. So um, I'm just going to get into like the opposition. So like the public uh, opposed Disney's America very strongly. Um, there was a very vocal group uh, of prominent historians that was called Protect Historic America. Historian Dave McCullough uh, described Disney's America as a potential commercial blitzkrieg in May 1994, predicting the same urban sprawl that surrounds Disneyland and Walt Disney World. I, I'll give him he's right about that. But that's, of course, they're not planning that. Um, another member, James M. McPherson, um, I'm pretty sure he's the one that writes most of your textbooks. Warned that the sprawl would desecrate the ground over which men fought and died. Disney also faced major opposition from groups that were concerned that historical events such as the Civil War and slavery could be trivialized by teaching history through entertainment and possibly selling uh, things like slave ships and stuff like that. Uh, Eisner rebuked the protesters and detractors especially protect historic America, saying in June 1994 uh, interview with the Washington Post that I sat through many history lessons where I read some of their stuff and I didn't learn anything. It was pretty boring. I guess I can say that I object to some of their stuff. He also said he was surprised by the opposition, stating that he had expected to be taken around on people's shoulders for both economic stimulus of 19,000 new jobs and the entertainment value that would allow visitors to get high on history. During the interview, Eisner reiterated Disney's rights to develop on the 3,000 acres, saying it's private land that is not in the middle of a historic area. Eisner did not rule out moving the park to other sites, noting that the governors of Maryland and North Carolina had, uh, had begun to court the company. Now, however, um, so of course, like Eisner goes into like his whole thing, which he always does, where he's like, He's kind of like, and that's like a big, um, you know, parallel that people give is that he's very much like Walt Disney. He believes whatever he believes and he doesn't care what anyone has to say about it. Uh, but that's the thing is like, they're a little bit right that um, some of the things that were going on in it, it's like, like, a, like we said before, they were kind of um, making an entertainment quality almost out of a horrific time period of American history. And then you also get the other part where it's like if you go over it, you're also pretending like it didn't happen. Um, now, that's where uh, you get into the next issue where uh, faced with these PR issues, they decide that they're going to change it. Yeah, <clears throat> so again, they were faced with the PR 
issues in the wake of the public opposition and yeah, they said, hey, let's restructure this, let's figure out what's wrong and fix it. They also came up with a new name. Instead of it being called Disney's America, which, you know, sounded odd to a lot of people anyway because it sounded like it was their property, uh, they decided to change the name to Disney's American Celebration. And they slightly changed all of the land. So the new pavilions that were planned were called Democracy, which was kept the same. It was an entrance area featuring attractions such as America, a user's guide, the American Free Speech Forum, and the American Hall of Fame. The next area was Family or Generations. They never really dis uh, decided on a name which would have featured a, multi a multimedia show called American Families following four generations of American Family from 1929 to 1999. I just want to point out that is literally, almost literally, Carousel of Progress. Yeah, it, it probably <laughs> is, in all honesty. <laughs> it was like a revamped version. <laughs> and then uh, another land that they had was called The Land, which was obviously based on the Epcot attraction of the same name. Uh, the Creativity and Fun, formerly known as the State Fair, was going to be a full-scale recreation of Epitz Field and Coney Island-themed attractions. Uh, work which featured the factory tours of iconic American companies such as Apple, Ben & Jerry's, and Crayola. Another area was called Service and Sacrifice, which was formerly called Victory Field, and it would have featured a, an attraction featuring a story, uh, sorry, a story of a soldier taking guests through the memorable moments in American wars and the other interactive areas where guests could attempt military training, which I think sounds pretty cool. Uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, American people telling the immigration story on a ride and film featuring the Muppets, you know, because, of course, Muppets. <sighs> as well as the dream of a, a freedom movie discussing the ongoing struggle for freedom and equality. The Streets of America, which would have been a dining district, you know, it featured various, uh, themed areas to cuisines from various cities, including Chicago, which would have been Chicago Pizza, Los Angeles, which would have been fast food and Hispanic food, New Orleans, which was all Cajun. Uh, New York, which had a deli, St. Louis with barbecue ribs, and San Francisco with Chinese food. Uh, the last planned area, and I don't understand some of those food choices either, but... <laughs> uh, the last planned area was Disney's America Live, an entertainment venue featuring outdoor stages and a state farm arena where guests could attempt hot, uh, hog calling and calf roping. So, like, um, so... One thing is, like, with the whole restructuring of it into pavilions and, uh and all that, uh, a big part of it is that, you know, this was their way of trying to come up with a way to build the park anyway, but in a way that people would enjoy it. But they still were facing um, a lot of opposition, and uh, actually in 1994, this is when they actually uh, shelve it. And they, this is when they shelve it the first time, and they just go, you know, we're not doing this at all anymore. Um, specifically, uh, the even though Originally, Eisner had gotten the uh, Virginia Commission on Population Growth and Development behind him. They uh, um, voted in favor of what the people were saying, and they ended up uh, not giving Disney the permits needed to build it, and they uh, actually let Honda build like a pavilion for some stupid thing. Um, one thing I wanted to say, though, is like... Uh, like, I, I love the idea of Disney's America in its original form. I think it would have been a great, like, museum-style thing. Especially, it, it would have been a huge property. So, it would uh, like, and, of course, like, I love American history. So, I would have loved to see mm -hmm. it. Especially, like, an unabashed, like, you know, truthful depiction of, like, certain things would be great. Of course, you never would have gotten that. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I know, eventually, as much as people oppose things, it's like, when it came to building it, they would have all they would have always like uh, they they get scared about things that are too ridiculous. Like 
or too, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm edgy. thinking of. Yes, too like uh, edgy or risky, because like the slavery stuff, like I said before, in um, you know the uh, American Adventure, they completely curtail around the things that seem controversial. So it's like, why would in a theme, in a whole theme park, would they not do that? Like, realistically, these historians should have known they were gonna do that. And it's just ridiculous. Like, I get it. Like, it's it's an awful time of American history. But I think we've discussed this multiple times off mic when we were discussing this episode. We're like, yeah, but the thing about our past is. We can't pretend like it didn't happen. We'd be no better than other places that pretend that the awful things they've done haven't happened. Yeah, and the best thing is to embrace it and be like, you know, we messed up. And like, for and instance, this is what we did. Like this Disney's uh, American Celebration. Um, like when you go through all of it, I like the naming of them. That it makes more sense that way, anyway. Right. That it's like traits of being an American, I guess. But the thing is, is that you can't help but, like, when you, like, when Hunter was going through it, you can't help but listen to, like, the comparison. And, and that's the thing, is, like, how startling of a difference it is. Because originally you had American history in all its glory and all its uh, badness. And on this one, it's literally, like, a theme park. Like, this was just like, oh, yeah, this is just America. And we've got, like, the streets of America is pretty obviously like uh like you know the world showcase where it's just like oh eating areas that are based on different areas and and then i especially hate the uh the state fair thing the creativity and fun because it's like you read that and you're just like that would have been paradise pier as a land like just that's all it would have been well i wonder what would happen if they like just skip it like skip like the civil war like the slavery part like how mad people will be you oh know? They, like, they i don't know what because it's like but that's an important piece of american history yeah, yeah. And, and they try to get rid of like oh let's just get get rid of like the bad things just keep on getting good things see yeah. and, and that's the thing is like when you do that you whitewash history yeah because you pretend like the bad things never happened and all only thing that happened was ever good and, and that's like like hunter said like that's a big issue you get into with a lot of places because a lot of places love to pretend that they had no part in anything that was ever bad. Um, I mean, like, uh, we've said it, like, jokingly, but, like, I know people who have gone to, like, Germany and stuff, and Germany, like, pretends, like, the Nazi stuff never happened. Like, they, they just pretend like it didn't happen at all. And, and that's a dangerous thing, though, is that you get into dangerous areas when you do stuff like that. Um, back, going back into the Disney stuff, though, I do want to mention... I love how like even in the revamp version like you hear it and so much of it you're just like these are all things that they end up doing anyway though yeah and, and that's like a big point of like the series is that the reason why it's shelved and not like you know truly the, the things that uh well because uh, you know the reason why it's not um never built disney is because eventually all things get built from disney it's just the way it comes about and, and that was like a big thing in the first part is that a lot of it turns into DCA. Even parts of this turn into DCA. No, it's just a random question. Was like Walt Disney ever like I know um, like with Tomorrowland since everything's supposed to be like futurized, don't you think that was a huge risk for Tomorrowland? Because like since like te- technology. Oh, was I, I, I know what you're saying. Like yeah. since technology like, is always expanding. Yeah. And... That's actually super off subject. But yeah, uh, that's actually. That's actually a big issue with Tomorrowland. Um, 
Is that you have to yeah. find some way to keep going with the time. Well, no, that's that's like a that's always been Tomorrowland's issue. But that's like or whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> for like another day. <laughs> um, to get into like the last part of it though, so like eventually. Um, the talks of building Disney's America came up again, and this was in 1997 uh, when Knott's Berry Farm came up uh, for sale. Uh, so the conversation um, talks began with the Knott's family when they announced that they were taking bids for its property. And that's the thing is that uh, because of its close proximity to Disneyland, um, that was one reason that they wanted Knott's because and this gets into like Westcott or um, even, um, man, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's like Disney's Pacific Wharf or something like that, which they okay. were going to build in Long Beach. Like, and they still do it now. A big thing is that Disney wants another Disney World. They want Disneyland to be another Disney World because a destination is what they want. They want a destination vacation area. So when... Knott's announced, the Knott's family announced that they were taking bids for the property, Disney were, was jumping on it. Um, so uh, this all came because, of course, the big thing, anyone that's been to Knott's Berry Farm knows that Knott's Berry Farm has uh, a lot of the things that were already described in this because Knott's Berry Farm is a historical area anyway. So it's got like Independence Hall. Uh, outside, which uh, I remember when I was a kid, we used to visit all the time. But like, they have the old West Town. Um, so the plans included a new entrance to the park that would resemble Walt Disney World's Liberty Square, although the name of the entrance would be changed to President Square. The major attraction in the area would still be the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> um, another pavilion would have included the Native American territories to pay tribute to America's Native people. The area would have been kept uh, the Mystery Lodge, Indian Trail, and Bigfoot Rapids attractions. However, Bigfoot Rapids was going to be renamed the Lewis and Clark River Expedition. Other ideas for the park were con uh, converting the former Roaring Twenties section into the Enterprise Territory. Reflection Lake would have been converted to Freedom Bay and would have showcased a recreation of the Ellis Island Immigration Center. The old ghost town would remain mostly untouched, however, Camp Snoopy and Fiesta Village would be converted into different territories. Now, uh, two of the reasons that these were never realized is that uh, it was a lack of practical transportation because, of course, this is like, uh, I want to say it's like five miles from Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, I usually stay in that area. But um, that's the thing is that Disney originally thought of, oh, we would just extend the monorail track. However, a big thing, and I know we've mentioned it multiple times, monorail actually costs a lot of money to upkeep and to build, so it was not practical to do that. And then the Knotts family rejected Disney's offer uh, because they feared that the Imagineers were re would replace too much of what their family had originally built. But then, ultimately, they would sell it to Cedar Fair, who ended up uh, uh, tearing out more than what Disney was planning to uh, change out themselves. And after uh, the deal with Knott's fell through, this is ultimately what uh, made Disney shelf the idea of Disney's America. But then, like we said before, a lot of these things come back. And it's things like uh, you get the Roaring River Rap, uh, the Lewis and Clark River Rapids turns into uh, Grizzly River Run. You get Victory Field turns into Condor Flats. 
even though it's not Condor Flats anymore. But, yeah. but uh, you get the Bountiful Family Farm, or Valley Farm, which uh, was the family farm area. Paradise Pier is very obviously supposed to be the, um, what was it called? Uh, the State Fair area. Yeah. Um, but that that's the thing, is like, ultimately Disney never throws away a good idea. So even though uh, people you know, pushed hard against them, which, as you see, like, you have the people of Virginia push hard against them, and the Knotts family themselves, they eventually built all the things that they, uh, or the main parts that they were going to anyway. Uh, and I know, like, one thing, too, is that with the whole, like, Disney California Adventure, that that's actually where it got its name, is because they took the same idea of being, of Disney's America, and they just made it Disney's California Adventure. But then, of course, you run into the same issue where people were like, so you're saying you own this ver Like, why am I in California doing a California thing? Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like, ultimately, everything gets done eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Any other thoughts you guys have on uh, Disney's America? No, it's just it's just shocking. Like, cause when I did the research for this, when I <clears throat> I didn't even know about the whole Knott's Berry Farm thing until I started doing this and got really in depth. I just don't understand the stupidity of the Knott's family. It's like they're, they're like, well, we're selling it, but we don't want you to change too much, and we're fearful that you're gonna tear stuff down. It's like, but you you saw our our our, our idea. A lot of this stays intact. I mean, I I understand it. It's that thing. It's like. You know that any company is going to want to put their stamp on it. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, uh, one thing I feel like people don't understand is that Disney is very lazy. So they will, like, a lot of times just leave things the way they are. Uh, you know, and, and we'll get into this in the next episode. But, like, with the, for instance, with Tom Sawyer Island reopening, uh, one of the most upsetting things is that they didn't, like, touch up the pirates area at all inside there and it's just like so you just left it there like that was just fine yeah they're like yeah well <laughs> or i mean the one of the big things too is the um the 60th anniversary like diamond celebration uh roofs are still on the um sleeping beauty castle still? yeah because they they're, they don't have it in the budget to fix it so they just left them up instead of just being like you know maybe we should shove out the money to fix it it's gonna keep the ugly diamonds up there for a little bit longer. I just find I just find it uh, truly like I know I, I said it multiple times, so I just find it very interesting like how much of this ends up getting built anyway, right. and then uh, how much of it like uh, I, I know like one thing that comes up all the time. Uh, anyone that follows like Disney um, news is that that land they still own that land uh, in Virginia, so they still uh, every so often come up with ideas of what they can do with it. Because it's a huge parcel of land. What is it? I, I want to say it's like um, Disneyland is on like a hundred uh, square feet or something like. It's like it's actually very small. But and that's the thing is this area would have been huge. That's, it's, it's really annoying too when you look at all the people who oppose it. It's like I understand their fears of like, with the whole, like whole urbanization thing. They're like you know we don't want all this cheap motel stuff popping up. But the from the sounds of they were trying to build it up, they, it sounds like they were just essentially building. Disney World in Virginia with a different, you know, style. Well, I, I agree, sort of. Like, I agree with the people that that's what you would have gotten. Yeah, and I mentioned that earlier. Like, ultimately, you would have gotten that. That wasn't their intentions, but you would have gotten that's that anyway. Happens, but then that's the thing, is that this is like a small town area 
like if anything all it would have done is brought people and brought jobs and that's what disney looked at but you know it's that thing it's like uh you know they're looking at the good of it and the people were looking at all the negatives that could happen and this has happened many times for disney like i said there was the long Be- the planned long beach area there was westcott there was uh the new orleans uh indoor like indoor park, park. the there's been so many cases where they've had all this happen. Uh, I mean, just out here in Nevada, there was the um, the uh, Mineral King Resort that they were going to build. And that was something Walt Disney was pushing. And the people of Gene, Nevada fought them against that. It's like, are you kidding me? We're bringing, jo- we're bringing money to you. But, you know, like I said, ultimately everything in Disney always comes back. thank you guys for listening to another episode of three guys and the mouse um i i want to say sorry again about the long wait but uh you know we had a lot of things going on i had a lot of things going on uh some of them for the better but uh it's glad to be back Uh, i hope you guys really enjoyed uh this is like our new series that we're going to be doing for this season um like i said before we're calling it shelved because uh uh, it came across the whole thing that um originally we were going to do it like as um, never built Disney, but then uh, as like Hunter and George pointed out, like uh, things always get done with Disney, so that's why like uh, we tra- uh, transformed it to the name of calling it shelved because it's that thing. It's like it just gets shelved. Nothing truly dies, and, and that's the Disney way. But uh, we want to thank you guys again for listening. Make sure to uh, go to geocomedy.com/slash. 3G ATM. Uh, if you want to download direct for the episodes or subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Spreaker. Um, you can follow me on social media. I'm at GeoComedy. That's G I O C O M E D Y. Or also on the Twitter as GeoDisney. G I O D I S N E Y. Uh, you can follow Hunter online. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy24, or on Twitter, Hunter3GATM. You can follow me on Instagram, J182. Yeah, but uh, once again, thank you guys. Uh, I know some of you were hitting me up online about the wait. Sorry again. Um, just want to put out there again, uh, Nathan, your team. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, uh, so we want to thank uh, Dave. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan loves to like, uh, especially Nathan uh, loves to post stuff on Facebook now to us uh, whenever there's like a new news thing. Uh, so thanks. Um, and you know thank you Bob Iger Uh, we can't wait to hear what you've got to say at D23 (laughs) alright guys see you later see you later adios ciao